Today on Locked On A's and the Yankees, we are, well, from my perspective, we are catching up with the Yankees, seeing what they need this offseason. Matt Olson has been a very, very big rumor that could be heading over to New York. So we're going to try and swing a deal today on Locked On A's and the Yankees. You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans and Yankees fans? Welcome to episode 385 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And today I am joined by the wonderful Stacey Gotsoulias of Locked On Yankees. And uh, we're going to talk about Matt Olson, what the Yankees need. And uh, we're going to see if we can make a deal for the A's first baseman. I don't want to send them there. So there's going to be a Yankee tack. And we're going to see if he agrees to it. Stacy, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. It's, uh, yeah, it, the, the off season has been weird so far, you know, kind of quiet, but kind of not quiet in a way. I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Cause there's a lot of stuff that could happen at any time. Like the A's, I feel like should start trading before the lockout happens. If there's going to be a lockout and there's a lockout looming and that could freeze transactions. So there's a lot that could happen at any moment, but Nothing's happening quite yet, but it feels like it's could be. An, if I take a nap, I'm like, did I miss a trade? Right. I wake up uh, sweating. It's terrible. <laughs> Love this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> so, Especially because now it's amped up because of the lockout. It's going to happen. Yeah, the lockout's so happening. Much. It, it yeah. feels like there's going to be a frenzy at some point, and I'm probably going to miss it. It's going to be wonderful. But uh, before we get too far into today's episode, thank you so much for making Locked On A's and or Locked On Yankees your first lesson of the day. We are both free and available on all platforms. You can also follow the show uh, wherever you like to hear podcasts. Uh, we're both on YouTube, Locked On A's or Locked On Yankees. The show Locked On A's is on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On A's. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. You can also email us any questions that you have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Stacy, where can the good people find you? You can find us at Locked On Yankees, all one word on both platforms, Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gotts. And I don't have an email because people don't email me. I tried that and it didn't work. So, you know, you can tweet me questions. That'll work. <laughs> if you have questions for Stacey, send them my way because I'm going to be going on paternity leave and I could use the question. So LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Let me get some episodes in the bank. But uh, let, let's talk a little bit about what the Yankees need this offseason. They were slightly better than I thought they would be, but they still didn't make uh, – they didn't go very far in the playoffs. Let, let's say that. So what is the offseason plan for the New York Yankees as we sit right now? They need a shortstop. Okay. Which we all know. And, you know, aside from everyone – in New York clamoring for Matt Olson because there's a lot of chatter about Matt Olson and bringing him over. Uh, the talk is between Carlos Correa and Corey Seager because they're the biggest shortstop free agents coming up. I would prefer Correa, 
even though he's a righty, because I know some people on the Yankees would prefer lefties because the lineup is so righty heavy. Um, but I don't know. I think Correa could be, I don't know. I, I think he'd be <laughs> such a great Yankee and he's such a, I mean, he's a jackass, but in a good way, kind of, you know, he's and I such think- a heel, like he would, he yeah. would enjoy it. But at the same time, would Yankee fans cheer? They would they would have oh, to, right? Because he's he, on their team as now. As he hits a home run. Come on, please. Uh, <laughs> and I tell the story all the time. When Alex Rodriguez came back in 2013 after, you know, the hip surgery, and then he was going to be suspended 211 games, and it was a whole big thing. And they booed him when he first came up in the game that I was at because he uh, it was a Sunday game. He came back on a Friday. So all the people in the stadium on Sunday booed him. And then he hit a first pitch home run off Justin Verlander and they were all cheering him. And I was yelling at everyone in my section going, no, 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 you don't get to cheer him now that he hit a home run because you were just booing him two seconds ago. Same thing's going to happen with Carlos Correa. Yankee fans will probably boo him just to let him know we don't forget what you did. And then, you know, if he hits like a double in his first at bat, they'll be Yankee fans are just very, they switch very fast. It'll be fine. That, that makes sense. Yeah, that yeah. also sounds like Yankees fans that I've known over the years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My other big question for the, the Yankees offseason is, is it a foregone conclusion? Because I don't follow the Yankees as closely as I'm sure you do, because that's your team. But <laughs> according to the blogosphere, it feels as though, and you know, Ken Rosenthal and other people, it feels like Luke Voigt and Glamour Torres are both on the way out, potentially, is it a foregone conclusion that one or the other or both will be moved this offseason? I would think Voight might be definitely a goner. I think with Glaber, he did better when they moved him to second base. Mm-hmm. Of course, they didn't do that till September 13th. You would think after watching him at least half the season, they would have thought maybe we should move him to second base. But no, it took until September 13th for them to realize, hey, he's probably better off playing second base. And then he picked things up and was doing better. And it's like, wow, funny how that works. Um, (laughs) You know, Luke Voigt is injury prone as well as he hits. I mean, my God, he was barely able to step on his foot in 2020 and still hit, led the league in the shortened season with home runs. But Mm. his injury problems you know, he's like a statue at first base. He's kind of like what Jason Giambi was at first base, except more injuries. Um, And, you know, it's kind of funny with Luke Voigt. You know, he bats from the other side, but very similar in body type to Jason Giambi. And his stance Mm -hmm. is almost like the mirror image of Giambi sometimes. And it just, it kind of freaks me out when I watch Luke Voigt. I'm like, whoa, it's a little too similar to Giambi. I mean, I wish he played like Jason Giambi, but um, (laughs) I would think Voigt, um, just because he's older, more injury prone and, you know, it appears that Anthony Rizzo might want to come back to the Yankees. The Yankees might sign him to come Uh back because Brian Cashman said during the uh, GM meetings that he has permission, you know, like they're kind of not caring about the luxury tax. And usually the Yankees don't come out and say that sort of thing, unless it's true. And the last time they did this was before they signed Garrett Cole. So the Yankees might just go ham this off season. So, you know, any need that they have, they might just yeah, they, screw they it. Probably, why not? Yeah. I mean, who cares at this point? I mean, they're always going to be paying more money than other teams that, you know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. you're the Yankees, yeah. just be the evil empire that Larry Lacino called you 20 years ago and just buy everyone up. Who cares about the luxury tax? <laughs> Makes sense. So yeah. if Glaber is not traded, how does that work out? If they sign, let's say Carlos Correa is at shortstop and 
Let's say I know I'm sorry, A's fans. Let's say Medelson is playing first base for the New York Yankees. He didn't have a say in this. Remember that. Um, where does that put DJ LeMahieu? Does that make it easier for Glaber to be on the move? What would, how would that look? Yeah, see, this is difficult because DJ LeMahieu was basically signed as a utility player. He didn't even start on opening day 2019. And then he just had two crazy seasons and the Yankees were like, wow, we had no idea this was going to happen. And they, not that it was a boatload of money, but he, that contract was way more than he ever was going to get if he had his normal DJ LeMahieu 2019 and 2020s. You know what I mean? Like if he was... yeah the way he normally played, he just played <laughs> way over. It was ridiculous how good he was. Well, and he was going everything, everything oppo, right? Going uh, over the, the yeah. tiny little left field fence that your right field fence that you guys have. Yeah. And not <laughs> only that, uh, they don't move the fences back when the opposition plays. Okay. So um, all of the op- opposing hitters okay. who hit real, dinky home runs. Quick, though, you okay. can construct an entire lineup around that and i know when they don't constructing theirs <laughs> and they don't <laughs> or dj lamay who can fix his entire swing to go over that fence and then you're more suited to play at that ballpark right whereas the a's will go after you know pitchers that pitch a certain way or you know giants pitchers uh, in oracle before they started moving in the fences and then they became a home run team yeah. um same sort of thing you, you construct your team for where you're playing the majority or you know half of your games Right, that's which you would think the Yankees would... You would think beat. that they would do slightly more, and that's why Matt Olson would make a lot of sense, yeah. and I really do not look forward to him. If he does wear pinstripes, hitting, I don't know, like a thousand home runs, it'd be ridiculous. Yeah, one of your <laughs> uh, one of uh, my Twitter followers that I've followed for a long time who's an A's fan, he's like, yeah, he's probably going to hit like 55 home runs at Yankee Stadium if he goes there. I'm like, yeah. I would love that. That would be... That's not that even fantastic. like an exaggeration. That's, that sounds like it would probably happen. <laughs> He's uh, really yeah. good, you guys. Yeah, but I, it's just, oof. You know, 2019 and 2020 kind of, not hamstrung the Yankees, because it's their own fault that they signed DJ LeMay to the money that they signed him to. Again, it wasn't that expensive of a contract, but way more than he would have gotten if he was just his normal self. Um, and is that too much money to play someone and treat him like a utility player? Like if Glaber needs a day off or if someone at first needs a day off or Gio Urshela needs a day off a third, like that kind of a thing. Mm. Um, that's the interesting thing. But I really think the Yankees are just not going to care. <laughs> just going to be like, you're going to have to deal with where <laughs> we're putting you this season and, you know, grin and bear it because we're paying you this money. So just deal. I don't know. I we'll know see. you just said they're going to go full evil empire, but I had a thought that came to mind. And uh, I, I don't know if this is common knowledge. It should be because Matt Olson's amazing, but he's also a great defender over at first base. Could you see potentially them keeping Gleiber at shortstop with Olson's glove over there, helping out with some of the errors and some of those errant throws? Or is he that bad? I think he's that and, and bad. not going after a shortstop. There's something I don't know. There's something about when he plays shortstop. Like, I think he mm-hmm. got so used to playing second with Didi playing short. And then the Yankees were like, well, he came up as a shortstop. So we'll just put him back at shortstop. And I think <laughs> yeah, he was like just, you, you know, I think he was really more comfortable playing second and was kind of hoping they wouldn't do that to him. And he mm-hmm. just couldn't get back into it. And he's so much better at second base, so yeah. much better. And 
Correa is good at shortstop. And, you know, if you have an improved Glaber at second, Matt Olson at first, Correa at short, that really, I mean, the Yankees infield was, I wouldn't say horrid, but they weren't great. And, no. you know, having, having even, having even Olsen as an addition, even if they don't get Correa, mm. would be a big improvement. So, yeah. you know, I know a lot of people, um, I got, I'm not into, I'm not into a fight, but got into a discussion on Reddit. Why am I on Reddit? But um, <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about, Big yeah. question, Stacey. I know. Why are you we were on talking Reddit? about Correa versus uh, Seeger, and I said mm-hmm. that I would prefer Correa because he's better defensively. The Yankees need better defense up the middle, and people were like, "But they need their lineup to be better." And I said, "Well, yeah, but their lineup wasn't better. I don't know. Guys were not hitting the way they normally hit last season, and I don't know yeah. why. And I feel like there's going to be a correction there." for some of these guys that they're not going to be as putrid as they were in 2021. So I feel like if the Yankees can bolster their defense, cause that'll really help. And, you know, mm-hmm. having a new third base coach, not sending guys home and having them thrown out like 26 times would also help. So yeah, there are some things that the Yankees can do to improve. <laughs> also not heading into that many double plays, which can't be like a, a, a skill that is just random was, crap it, luck. Right. It, I mean, you would, it's just every time a guy was on first, you're like, oh no, they're going to hit. Oh no. They're, they're, start running. Like, you know? it, like why helps, aren't you running? <laughs> if it helps whenever the A's had a runner on third and less than two outs, I was like, that, that, that run's not coming home. So same sort of thing, but it was more tantalizing. Well, the, uh, well you mentioned DJ LeMayhew when he mm-hmm. was really good in 2019. Anytime a runner was on second or third, he guaranteed to get them home. It was unbelievable. It was like every time he was up, no matter what he did, he would flick the ball one way. <laughs> That's why they were calling him the machine, because it was just like he, wow, he was just really wow. And this season, though, he did have a, <laughs> I think he had a sports hernia. Did he have surgery on a sports hernia or was that Luke Voigt? Sure. Now I'm confusing all the injuries, but, you know, we'll so see much. if he's 100% healthy in 2022. And if 2022 starts on time, how DJ LeMahieu does. I know. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got a little bit more to get into, including whether or not Jason Dominguez, one of the Yankees' top prospects, is available. I'm asking Stacy that question in just a minute. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and Yankees. We'll be right back. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back to Locked on A's and Yankees podcast. Uh, This is been a lot of fun so far and also thank you guys so much for making locked on a's and yankees and or i guess your first listen of the day we are free and available on all platforms one more time i am at by jason b on twitter the show is at locked on a's wherever you like to hear podcasts and if you like to read what podcast hosts have to say from twitter accounts uh that is at locked on a's 
or at Locked On A's on Instagram. Stacy, where can the people find you? Locked On Yankees on Twitter, Locked On Yankees on Instagram, all one word, no underscores or anything like that. You can find yeah. me at Stace Gotts on Twitter. And, you know, I mean, if you want to be daring, you can follow me on Instagram at SR Gotts. <laughs> I just post a lot of cat pictures, though. <laughs> yeah, see, we're, we're official like that. Uh, we don't have any underscores like LO underscore Padres. Take that, Javi. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Poor Javi. <laughs> He's the butt of like literally everybody's jokes, but it's because we love him so much. We do. Um, and he's Hobby's been on everybody's best. show. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's so wonderful. <laughs> um, all right. Do you have any uh, questions for me? I, You know what? I Before the break, I teased that I was going to ask you about Jason Dominguez. So let's, I'm going to ask you about Jason Dominguez. Hey, Stacy, is Jason Dominguez the Yankees number two prospect, according to MLB Pipeline, available this winter in a potential trade for Matt Olson? No. <laughs> well, that was fun. No. Uh, thanks for staying through the break for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is not. No, no, no. I don't think they would okay, do that. So but there are a few guys I did that say are. That I, yeah, there, there's a few guys. And yeah. we'll, we'll talk about them here in a minute. But I do have a little bit of a spiel about Jason Dominguez and just the A's in general this winter. Or, yeah, this offseason. And that is, one, Jason Dominguez is 18 years old. And the A's are not great at developing hitters. And so while this is... You could look at this as one of two things. The A's have a chance to go get somebody who could be the jewel of their farm system, somebody to build around their own Mike Trout. That could be what they do. But we've seen them do this in trades before where Franklin Barreto was supposed to be that guy. Do you still want Franklin Barreto? Derek Martin was supposed to be that guy in the Mark Mulder deal. He, he wasn't great. People did not like him after he spent you know all that time in Oakland. So, you can go get that crown jewel of a prospect, or you can get somebody who's slightly older and I'll, I'll go over the trade package in the next segment and has a little bit more track record and where you can project a little bit closer to what they'll probably actually be, as opposed to somebody who you have to develop a little bit more. And the A's have not been great at developing hitters. So I would go for their number three prospect. If you already know who that is, then Spoiler alert, he's in my trade package. But uh, that is my quick spiel on why I don't necessarily need Jason Dominguez in this trade package. Would it be great to get that crown jewel? Yes. Does he have the name recognition? Yes. Would trade evaluators probably evaluate the trades differently if Jason Dominguez is in this deal? Probably, yeah. Because he's Jason friggin' Dominguez, and he has been highly touted for a while. But he's still not even the number one prospect in the Yankee system. And I think that the A's probably go a little bit as a a depth acquisition for somebody like Matt Olson, where they're going to go in, out and get maybe four or five different guys that are all pretty solid that they can build an entire team around as opposed to one guy who, like Mike Trout, can't make the playoffs on his own. So <laughs> that is my Jason Dominguez spiel. Sorry to Mike Trout and his family because they've been eviscerated. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy, what do you got for me? Well, I mean, it happened a little bit ago, but what was your, were you as shocked as everyone else with the Bob Melvin news? Because I was. <laughs> no, not, not, I did sort of not predict it, but I said, hey, if there's one team that scares me, that's looking for a manager, it is the San Diego Padres because they are not across the country. They are in California. It is close enough to Bob Melvin and where he lives that, and they're also a young, exciting team that has a great ballpark. Who wouldn't want to manage the San Diego friggin' Padres? I want to manage them. I would leave, you know, my Bay Area uh, complex right now 
if I could go manage the San Diego Padres. It just seems like a great job. So that's the team that definitely scared me, and they're the the team that ended up with them. The Mets, every, every offseason, the Mets get all these rumors, and I'm like, but they're still the Mets, you guys. Like, I, I like the Mets. Don't get me wrong, but uh, Steve Cohen seems like a nightmare. If you like in a totally different way than the Wilpons. Yes. He's still and, a nightmare. And, the ch- things and, have and not a, changed. <laughs> and a different, different kind of nightmare than the Azon or John Fisher where John Fisher won't spend money, but you know, Steve Cohen will spend money, but Oh boy, is he going to be, you know, ev- you know, talking crap about you on Twitter. If you make a bad managerial decision, is that a better situation? No, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it. So I don't understand why they get so many rumors. It's wild. It's and also, so I, I kept pointing out to my listeners uh, in February of this year, uh, there was all these rumors that Matt Olson was or uh, Matt Chapman was going to the Mets. It was like a done deal. And uh, that didn't happen. I don't trust the New York media. They just make up rumors and they're like, ah, well, all those guys that we talked about, they're all out. So whatever. Yeah, because it feels like people get bored really easily. You know, we're not that far away from the World Series ending. And some of the scenarios that these guys come up with, you're just like, no wonder why we have this horrible reputation because (laughs) you come up with these ridiculous trade proposals. Like, why on earth would you think? Or even not even just trade stuff. You know, when they were talking about, you know, the Mets, the Mets still need a GM. And, you know, Sandy Alderson is like, oh, well, you know, some people, you know, uh, don't want to be in New York or they're too afraid to be in New York. It's like, no, they don't want to work for the Mets. They've seen what a dumpster fire the Mets have been the last few years. And like you said, with Steve Cohen being the owner and tweeting his every thought and just being, this is like a different kind of nightmare for Mets fans now. And it's just, it's not the, they can't handle, handle New York thing. It's the, they can't, they can't handle the New York Mets thing because again, they're a dumpster fire of an organization right now. And (laughs) who would want to do it? I know. All right. I shouldn't say that because you might have a GM or someone who was a GM or someone who Mm -hmm. wants to be a GM, who wants to be the guy that makes it so the Mets win for the first time since 86, you know, like when the Cubs brought in Theo Epstein because he fixes everything, but you know, his name was thrown around for the Mets and he was kind of like, no, (laughs) no, I have this cushy MLB job. No. (laughs) And why would he do, he's broken two curses, right? He's going to need like a real good incentive to come out of that retirement from his cushy MLB job. And yeah. uh, they, they were floating his name for the Mets. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. David Stearns, you think that the, the Brewers want to let him go? No, they're just going to say, no, you can't talk to him. And Billy yeah. Bean, same sort of thing. I feel like, sure, he could go work with his former mentor with the Oakland A's, but he could also, I think that it would mean more to both of them if they won doing it their way with the Oakland A's. Right. And he's also, he almost left to go do other things, not baseball related whatsoever. This past off season, he doesn't want to have more baseball responsibilities. That never made sense to me. So uh, New York media do better. (laughs) I am not part of the New York media, by the way. I know. Yes. No, no. You're, you're, you're nice. You're you're fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I try, you know, as much as I love the Yankees, you know, I mean, I grew up a Yankee fan. I've been watching them for 40 years. Um, Like, I consciously have been watching them for 40 years. I've been watching them for more, but I don't remember from when I was like two or three. Um, yes. But I know when to criticize them. I know when to call people out when they're doing bad things. I don't operate with pinstripe glasses on. And 
it drives me crazy when people do because you can't cover a team when you do that sort of thing. And you need to be able to come out and say, you know, I don't agree with this or they need Mm -hmm. to do this better and not be like, oh, like when, you know, every time Aaron Boone came out after a bad loss, he'd be like, well, they did this well. (laughs) No, they were horrible. Say they were horrible. Say it. So, you know. (laughs) I love it. All right. Is it time for us to get into uh, the trade offer that I have set up for you? Uh, Almost. Yeah. It is almost time. All right. So before long, coming up in just a minute, I'm going to be offering Matt Olson services to the Yankees for two seasons. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and Yankees. We'll be right back. I have an offer for you. Built bars. (laughs) (laughs) It's the perfect time for built bars, people, because built bar is the new holiday dessert because Thanksgiving is coming up and you can feast on something delicious, but feel good about it because one slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories and that's on the low end. Most built bars are only 130 calories with four grams of sugar and plenty of protein. You can replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut built bar. And honestly, coconut built bars are really good if you like coconut or go for a raspberry built bar. I know Sully loves those instead of raspberry pie. There are lots of good flavors to replace any pie. They're low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. And if Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a built bar or two. You have new, new surprises all month. Limited time flavors arrive at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. And there's nothing like a Black Friday for Built Bar, so mark your calendar because that will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises, usually really good new flavors. So go to Built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, our promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back to Locked On A's and Yankees podcast. We're doing a special crossover where we are about to, I'm going to offer up Matt Olson to Stacey Gatsoulias of Locked On Yankees. And uh, I'm going to give her. Uh, Just kidding. <laughs> oh, don't we all wish. <laughs> he's good look- no, he's good looking. I'm human. Okay. And I can appreciate a good looking face. He has a good looking face. <laughs> okay. Before we get into this, I asked uh, the former host of Locked On Cubs this and uh, Chris Bryant or Matt Olson who has a better face, I guess, because they both have very nice eyes. Uh, I, Cause I don't know. I I'm biased. I so I, I would definitely. I really? think he's oh, the better okay. face. Yeah. The jawline and everything. I'm a, yeah. Now I'm going to say Matt Olson. <laughs> I mean, they both have great eyes though. I'm, you know, cause I have, I always joke and say I have poop brown eyes cause I, I can't stand my eyes, but I always <laughs> love like blue or green. And yeah, anytime anyone has eyes like that, I'm just like, oh, ooh. but yeah, Matt Olson has the better face. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's a good looking guy. Uh-huh. All right. So here is the trade package that I have been uh, holding over you for roughly 29 minutes. Now I have everybody written down. I am missing one of their first names, <laughs> but Starting off, the jewel of this package, and if you already knew who the number three prospect in the Yankee system was, according to MLB Pipeline, congrats. You you got one. It is Oswaldo Peraza. He is a 21-year-old with a little bit of power, a little bit of speed, solid defender. I like him as the centerpiece of this deal, but he's not the only guy that I am going to be including here. So first take, Oswaldo Peraza. Is he available? Can I have him, please? Who? Possibly. You get to keep Jason Dominguez. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I feel like, yeah, I, I, I feel like the Yankees might do that. Like, I feel like that wouldn't be one of those the moves where they'd yeah, yeah. I feel like okay. he could be expendable, especially for I someone mean, like Matt Olson. You know? Matt Olson hit like what, 400, had like 500 home runs last year. So, I mean, yeah, you're getting some production. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It gets better for us A's fans as long as she says yes at the end of this. Uh, this is number six Yankee prospect, according to MLB Pipeline. And that is Austin Wells. He is a catcher because I don't know if we're going to hold on to Sean Murphy because his value is also really high. So you just replace him with Austin Wells, who is a 22-year-old, but he is an offensive catcher. And the reason I'm including an offensive first catcher is because we don't know if robo-umps are coming. And if they are, then framing doesn't necessarily matter. Sure, you need to be able to block balls, but you can kind of learn how to do that on the fly, I think. So that is why I targeted Austin Wells, a guy with a solid bat. They just have some solid bats that are you know, potential catchers uh in their farm system already but why not add another one and also if you trade sean murphy this offseason there are no catchers available on the free agent market there, yeah. there's yon gomes and then end of free agent market list so yeah trade market <laughs> might be the way to go you can get a haul right now for sean murphy who is also a gold glover um is that okay or are, are we doing okay right now we got peraza we got wells and I i'm starting so. from the top so yeah. I think so. Fun fact about Austin Wells, he was born on the day I started at NBC, July 12, nice. 1999. So his <laughs> date of birth will always be stuck in my head. <laughs> I like it. All right. <laughs> moving on. We have the number eight prospect. I'm just going all top 10 right here. Go top yeah. tier. Yeah. Luis Medina, mm -hmm. who do I know a lot about him? No, but I'm intrigued. Uh, he is a 22 year old. And he has a 75 fastball on the 20 to 80 grading scale, which the A's need to add some, some high voltage arms. Luis Medina is one of those guys that could be available in a trade that I think uh, would be a nice addition. Is he going to be a starter? Probably. They don't need him to be a starter. Have him be a late inning reliever. I don't care. Luis Medina. Medi yeah, Medina. Okay. I was like, Medina? Medina. Yes. Uh, he also had a, he throws 96 to 99 with natural cut, which... I like natural cuts. Why not? I, so that's my third guy. Fourth guy on this list. We got Estevan Florial, who is the number 21 prospect right now. And uh, he's an outfielder. He was somebody who was kind of talked about a little bit during the Sonny Gray trade deals. Oh, and yeah. uh, the A's didn't get him. They got James Caprillion instead. He's been working out okay. I liked him. He had a good you know, rookie season for the A's in 2021, but Florial is a post hype guy, which I think could be, that's kind of their wheelhouse. Is he super highly ranked? No. Has he had some troubles? Yes. But I think that he still has the potential to be a solid guy for the A's. And that's why I'm targeting Florial in this trade. And then not finally, but the, the last of the guys that you know about, I don't have his first name, but he is the number 22 ranked prospect in the Yankee system. And that is uh, pitcher way. Do you oh, remember Beck his way. first name? Beck way. Beck way. Yeah. There we go. Uh, <laughs> he is 22 years old. He throws 91 to 95 touches 97 though. And he has a little bit of ride. And he, they also think that he might be able to add some velocity as he fills out into a six, four frame. I like that. I like velocity and it feels like uh, he'd be another solid addition. What do you think of the trade package so far? Would you say yes to this deal? I have no idea. I've been waiting all day to hear your answer. <laughs> I feel like you're asking for a lot. I am. I am. Yeah. And there's more coming. You I don't feel know like, that yet. I feel like 
some of the guys are okay in there, but I feel like there's too many top 10 guys. And I mean, Matt Olson is good, be. but yeah. it's not like he's Mike Trout. No offense. Um, <laughs> I mean, is anyone Mike Trout aside from but Mike also, Trout? He's only going to, I mean, he's projected to make $12 million next year. So he's not going to cost $30 right. million. And that's part, and you get him for two years, which is right. part of what. And you know, and, Hal, Hal and would do, love that. I, <laughs> and I would like to say, uh, I know this seems like a lot for Yankees fans, but take it or leave it with how, however much you trust this website. But uh, the baseball trade values website, this is even value right here. Right. right. So I, I didn't just pull a bunch of names. I'm like, yeah, I want all these guys. I'm like, right. this is actual right. even value right here. So yes. according let's to the let's, website, whether yeah. or not you, uh, yes. <laughs> Yankee fans, don't worry. So, we, we, you know, yes, it's, it is pretty, it's, I mean, maybe like this, but I mean, it's pretty much even it's yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. that brings me to the Yankee tax, <laughs> which is, it, it's not somebody that's going to be crazy and you're probably going to want to get rid of him. But how about including Luke Voigt in that package as well to give the A's just somebody to play first base for a couple of years? I was actually going to suggest that. Either that or <laughs> maybe Gary Sanchez is a backup catcher or something. Because <laughs> I feel like Gary needs, I don't know. I see, I love Gary Sanchez. And I feel like uh, every time I think he's going to turn the corner, he doesn't and it drives me crazy because when you see the flashes of him doing really well you're like wow this guy is really good and then mm -hmm. it's like he forgets what he's doing and he goes back to striking out on three pitches and looking horrible and it's like what what yeah. is going on um yeah. but yeah i the luke Voigt thing could actually yeah that that i wouldn't mind that i mean i still want the other guys too but my, right. my thought process is it takes the injury question out of the Yankees equation. And we don't know what's going to happen with the new CBA. If there's going to be a, a payroll threshold. So right. if these need to meet a payroll threshold, it might be nice to have somebody who's going to make a little bit of money in arbitration, not a ton. And uh, also it doesn't matter if he's going to be hurt for the A's. If he's not hurt, then they could, you know, he can recoup a bunch of value uh, in a later trade, which is great for the A's. Right. And uh, also you get to pay him a little bit and hopefully hit that salary floor. And uh, it gives the A's fans somebody to, you know, probably be excited about because they're probably going to be trading a lot of guys. So yeah. uh, that was that was my thought process behind that deal. And also it gives them a lot of guys that are kind of close, but not quite there. Right. And, uh, you know, that that's where I'm coming from. And it would give the A's a little bit of extra surplus value. They I think it would be like 48 to 45, something like that on the baseball trade values website. So it's not a ton, but it's even without Luke Voigt trading uh, another I mean, the A's didn't trade Jason Giambi, but seeing another A's cherished first baseman going to the pinstripes, uh, they get a Yankee tax. And that is Luke <laughs> Voigt's in this deal. <laughs> uh, I oh, I did not want Giambi. I really didn't. I was I was at game five of the 01 series and they could mm -hmm. not get him out. And I was just like, what the F? And my dad's like, he's putting on a show for Steinbrenner because he wants to be a Yankee. And I'm like, ew, no. And then... Um, the first couple of months I was like, eh. and then, um, and it wasn't even the walk off in the rain, you know, the walk off grand slam against the twins. Like, you know, I, I already was kind of digging Giambi. I was like, okay, I could deal with this. <laughs> I will tell you what made me love Giambi. 2002 was the first year of the yes network. Mm -hmm. And they had this mini studio set up outside the clubhouse and Susan Waldman would interview guys and they would come in like right after they showered or whatever. So Jason Giambi comes into this interview room with a cutoff shirt, shorts, Adidas slides, 
He walks in, he's dripping wet. And he's like, hey, honey. And I'm like, did he really just call her honey? And then they were doing the interview. And he was like the nicest guy. And I was just like, oh, I like him. Okay. All right. I'm not going to be so hard on Jason Giambi. And he was great that season. And then, you know, things started falling apart for him. But um, yeah, no, I ended up really liking Jason Giambi. And it was just, like I said, that game, I was like, oh. And then how many months later, I was like, oh, I love him. So yeah, but I, I he was at All Timers Day for his first time in 2019 i think it was 2019 i don't know the pandemic has totally thrown off everything and i can't remember if things are 2019 or 2018 but i think it was 2019 and you know aside from the fact that he was at old timers day you know because when i first started going to old timers day in the 90s it was like players from the 40s the 50s the 60s -hmm. and now you're seeing guys from the 90s and the 2000s and it's like no No, this is not right. No, because all those other guys that I just mentioned, they're all gone now. And it's like, yes, now it's just 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and even 2010s. I think someone came from the 2010s. So yeah, it's just, uh, but he was all they interviewed him. He was so happy. He's like, I'm so excited to be here. And you know, he looked pretty good. You know, because yeah. he hasn't played in a few years and he's still, you know, he fit into the uniform. I was like, oh, I was impressed. And they had him play first base. And yeah, it was, it was good to see him. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. And you don't really necessarily want anybody from the Yankees in the 70s or 80s because, eh, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah. yeah I so mean, 90s. You know. I mean, well, 80s guys. I miss seeing Tom Mattingly. You know, obviously I can't yeah. because he's with the Marlins and he won't do it anymore. But um, is he was Jeter my favorite. coming? No. No. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. That, that's yeah, interesting. No. Nope. Um <laughs> Uh, I don't think we're going to see Jeter there for a while. If ever. Is he going to change his plaque in the Hall of Fame to be a, a Miami Marlins hat? Because that would be hilarious. <laughs> no, no, he would not do that. I am interested in uh, if A-Rod would show up. Because, you know, we're getting to the point now where, let's see, he last played in 2016, right? So, yeah, we're getting at that point now where yeah. he could he could show up for Old Timers Day. Tex could show up for Old Timers Day. <laughs> Oh no, this is just really I love it. Getting old is the worst. Ugh. Awful. It sucks. My back is falling apart. You know, you're talking um, about okay. kids who were 21 and 22 that you want to trade for. And I'm like, oh my God, I was <laughs> I was working in an actual full-time job when these kids were born. This is just too much for me. <laughs> okay, so you would do that trade. I force your hand. What a I great so. maneuver by yeah. Jason Bean over here. Um I, I think that it's <laughs> It's a lot, but I think for, I mean, not necessarily for the A's to trade Matt Olson, but um, he, he's going to get more than I think people are aware of because they don't get to watch him play all the time. And he's really solid. And his value is even higher now after 2021 than it had been in the past because uh, he, he didn't strike out. He cut his strikeout rate in half. So he uh, he's he's really good. I'm going to I'm going to miss that guy. Oh, well, hopefully, I mean, I mean, if the A's get that package, I'll be happy and as happy as I can be. I I will say I'm going to miss watching him when the A's were playing the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. um, Hmm. My mom had walked in and Matt Olson was up and she looked at the TV. She's like, who is that? (laughs) I said, oh, that's Matt Olson. She's like, oh, yeah, he's yeah. (laughs) She just sat down. She's like, wow, he's good looking. I'm like, yeah, he is. (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, nice so to look at segment, good looking guys when you're watching baseball it in is. this segment we have traded matt olson and gone over 
how attractive he is multiple times. I mean, <laughs> you know, if we were talking about Tyler Glass now, I'd be doing the same thing. True, true. Um, also, I, do you guys want Tony Kemp just so that he can't, uh, you know, hit home runs against He's you? He's so or, annoying. He's so or do you want to like trade for him and then just like DFA him just out of spite because of a couple of losses? Oh my god, that jerk! That'd be rude, but because uh, he is such a nice guy. Yeah, He's no, he so seems friendly. Like, yeah, he seems yeah. like a nice guy, and you know, if if he wasn't doing it against my team, just to see how happy he is when he does that sort of thing. Like, it's like, Oh my God, I just, Whoa, I did this. Like, woo. Cause what is he? Five, four. Like... Yeah. I don't know that he's uh, that small in stature, but yes, he is a, he's a pretty short, diminutive. He's usually the shortest guy on the field. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's almost like uh, I saw him at the plate, you know, when I was looking at the, at him at the plate and I'm like, <laughs> when the ump stood up, I was like, Oh, he is really short. Like, wow. <laughs> you know, kind of uh, but he is short. such a joy to, there, there was a stretch in time for like a month and a half where he made just a fantastic defensive play every single game. Maybe not every, so it felt like some, it felt he like did it. something wild, like in the first inning every day. And I was like, wow, he already had his highlight. Good for him. So uh, yeah, he's a, he's a ton of fun to watch. I really fell in love with Tony Kemp this season, especially because of his heroics against the Yankees. That was now, how many people do you think they're going to trade this off season? It could be all of them. It could be that. That's really the question. It's how deep are they going to go? Cause uh, I could see them trading. Well, I, I was talking to Paul Holden of lockdown Rockies. The A's have 13 free agents. And so they're, they could just, trade everybody and then we're like i don't know we got like ramon laureano still on the team maybe his trade value is also really high um my guess would be that they would trade bassett and montas at the mm. very least uh because those guys are both very very good uh chris bassett is a bulldog and he is he was the a's ace just because he would go out there and give you six innings and you know he'd give you a quality start basically anytime that he got the ball and would it always look the best? No, but he avoids barrels. And is he a huge strikeout guy? No. Does he have a bunch of pitches that keeps you off the barrel? Yes, he's a, he, he's a pitcher pitcher. Uh, Frankie Montas has great stuff. And mm. he also has two years of control. So I could see him maybe going to the Red Sox or the Giants make a lot of sense. Um, I can see I those want, guys. I don't want anyone no. helping the Red Sox. So please yeah, trade sorry. him to the Giants. Thank you. Uh, cheap plug for tomorrow. I'm going to be talking with Lauren Campbell of Locked on Red Sox and trading her some pitching. So that is <laughs> not a lie. I will legitimately be doing that. <laughs> so I haven't even fun. done it. I haven't even done a crossover with Lauren yet. I got to do that. <laughs> this will be my second one. <laughs> um, so that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I could see, you know, obviously Matt Olson on the block. I also traded uh, Matt Chapman over to the, the Mets. So that's something. Um, yeah, I could see them really cutting deep or only doing a couple guys, which wouldn't make a lot of sense because if you're going to trade a couple, you're not going to be competing anyway. So why not just rip it down to the studs at that point? So that's kind of my thought process is like, it could be five or six guys, in which case they're returning like seven players from last season, including Seth Brown, who I'm very high on right now. So uh, go Seth Brown, go. Um, but yeah, that, that is, uh, you have any other questions for me? Uh, well, just one quick one. What is it? Cause I don't know what it's like to root for a team that does this sort of thing, you know? No, but I mean, honestly, because the yeah. Yankees haven't yeah. really done anything like this. They had like that little quick tear down and was it 16? Yeah. With, uh, and that Chapman? wasn't even, but it was like a second half sort of thing. It wasn't really like, yeah. a, well, like, We'll get it back. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't anything close to, you know, 
they had their what their 28th straight winning season and you know things haven't been really where they had to like get rid of guys in a really yeah. long time and so what is it like for you to cover a team and be a fan of a team that does this every once in a while i think that i'm in the minority i think that a lot of ace fans are tired of it they're like they I mean, that's why, you know, there are no A's fans, quote unquote. There are A's they're out fans. There. I know a bunch they're, of they're, you. Yeah, there there yeah. are plenty of us out there. It's uh, ownership doesn't spend money and we're frustrated. And uh, sometimes going to the game for prices to go to baseball, to go to A's games is like outrageous now, considering that they want to re- build a new ballpark because this one's not feasible, but uh, still going to like go get bleacher seats for like a Giants game is like 40 bucks. And you're like, that's a lot for this place because i was getting seats same seats 10 bucks like five six years ago so mm. uh you know yeah it it's uh it's increased so you're like all right well you got to pick and choose which games you want to go to and usually they're <laughs> against the crappier teams um so that's why there's nobody at the games and uh it you get used to it i think uh i've been doing the whole you know trade everybody and then be good maybe uh for 20 years so that's mm-hmm. been fun and uh, you can kind of see it coming at this point, like coming up uh, was last beginning of last year. I started saying, I'm like, they're probably going to trade everybody uh, before too long, probably next winter. And uh, it really looks like that's going to happen. And it stinks when you're right. But, you know, then you get excited about all the new players and then you kind of shift focus to the minor leagues a little bit. Obviously, I'm still going to watch A's games because even when they're not a good team, they're still fun to watch is what I've gathered in, you know, their last two rebuilds. But I don't know that this is going to be one of those types of rebuilds because usually there was like, oh, hey, we're, we brought up this prospect and we're like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like we, we'll get to watch Nick Allen and he's really, really good at shortstop and he'll be fun to watch defensively. But um, are they going to be in games as much as they have been the last couple of rebuilds? Not if they trade everybody because, mm. uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens with this one. But uh, I'm... I'm learning more about prospects and I enjoy that aspect and that keeps me engaged. So that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. You know. Cause I, and then they I also don't. might move. So we'll see. <laughs> I don't learn about prospects. I mean, I know enough about them because I, you know, yeah. I'll see tweets from people and I follow people who cover the minors and stuff, Yeah, but I've been burned by so many Yankees prospects in the last 30 <laughs> years that I kind of get afraid to get too attached to people because it always doesn't work out right. So not always, but the majority of the time. So <laughs> I know enough but I don't get, I'm not one of those prospect huggers. You know, there are a lot of people that they hear your trade, they'll be like, no, you know, <laughs> there's going to be people watching this who are like, Mm-mm, nope, nope. Don't nope, trade nope, those nope, guys. Nope. Yes. Yeah. No, it yeah. makes sense. All right. Well, that is all that we got for you today. And thank you so much one last time for making the Locked On A's and or Locked On Yankees your first listen of the day. Now, we already mentioned them, but go make Locked On MLB hosted by Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. He likes raspberry built bars. Uh, go go make that one your second lesson of the day. He is free and available on all platforms. We both also like to appear on Lockdown MLB all the time. So if you like this, you'll like that. It's it's like a, what they used to do at bookstores. You're like, you like this book? You like Game of Thrones? You might like uh, this one, but that's not nearly as good. Uh, that's, that's a bad reference for Sully. <laughs> not what I meant whatsoever. I was talking about borders, which is now out of business. <laughs> that's probably oh, yeah. why yeah anyways 
<laughs> Sorry, Sully. Not what I meant by any means. All right. But that is all that we got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.